Hello, Internet, and welcome to episode 107 of Frameskip, a video game podcast. Feels good to be back. We took a little summer hiatus last week, but uh, we are back. We are rested. Our, our vocal cords are just just waiting to vibrate right into your ear holes. So let's get to it. I'm your host, George. Welcome to Frameskip. If you found us, that's incredibly cool. Uh, please let people know how they can listen to Frameskip, how they can get in on the video game goodness. Please leave a rating. Please leave a review. Please spread the good word about the good podcast, Frameskip. Now, let me introduce you to my co-host. After taking a little bit of a summer break himself, we've got Elijah back in the house. Elijah, how are you doing? I am doing great, George. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty well. You look great. You, you trimmed up the beard. You're looking svelte. I assume that took some time off your 40 as we head into the NFL season. Exactly, exactly. That that was the plan the whole time. Whole time. Got my new AJ Brown jersey. <sighs> Eagles are going to be good this year, man. I'm so bummed. I know. I love it. Also, no, oh, no, please. You, you first. I was going to say, it's not that I hate the Eagles. I think it's that I hate Eagles fans. You're obviously an exception. You're not like a jerk or like, like, uh, like unnecessarily proud of your team. You know, like you acknowledge when they're crappy and then you still love them anyway, which I can respect. Um, it's the Eagles fans on the news that I hate, which I assume it's the same thing with you and Patriots fans. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just it. It's like, I know, you know, like you guys, they're, they're a good Patriot fan, but just in general, like the widespread known Patriot fans, just like, yeah, I can't stand them. It's like Steelers fans. Oh man. Steelers fans. Can we just all agree? Steelers fans unanimous, unanimously are the worst. Absolute worst. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. We that third beautiful voice you're hearing <laughs> is our other co-host. That is Austin. Austin. God, I missed you. I can almost see my reflection in your glasses through this camera <laughs> on camera and screen setup. And God, I look so beautiful in your eyes and I know it's all your fault. Welcome. How are you? I'm doing great, George. You know, I'm doing even better because I feel like I am afloat on the giant Lego Titanic that is in the back of Elijah's camera. <laughs> that is extraordinarily impressive. Extraordinarily impressive. It's so big. <laughs> I am terrified to pick it up. Like I can't. Oh, I that would scare the crap it, out of me. In order to put it all together, I had to put it on the floor of my room because that was the only spot big enough for me to do it. So I know you got a pool earlier this year. You, does it float? Have you tried it out? I am not even going to attempt it. It okay. almost guaranteedly does not float. I will okay. say that. And let's not remember, it's already sunk once on this <laughs> podcast. So that's right. Yeah, if it doesn't let's float, not forget, rather, let's not yeah. forget. If it doesn't oh, float, that... then it's historically accurate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, there was a picture I was going to take, and I completely forgot. When I put it all together, I was just going to put a head of lettuce in front of it and take a picture. Oh, like an iceberg, <laughs> iceberg lettuce guy. Iceberg lettuce. Love yeah. it. Are, have, are you planning on doing any photo shoots with the with the bow of the ship with a I don't know like maybe one figure and then a figure right behind it uh, arms I, outstretched? I, I was I was trying to think of something. I wanted to do more with it because I just I love it too much to not, and I I just need to figure out exactly what I want to do and how. How to long do, do you it. think it took you? Like hour wise um, to build it? 
I'm going to guess between 20 and 25 hours. Wow. Uh, two weeks, multiple hours a night, almost every night. Now, am I mistaken, or is this their largest set that they've ever released? I don't know the answer to that. Okay. I might be wrong. I could have sworn that I've seen that. It might mean, like, physically lengthwise, but mm-hmm. I, I could, have, could have sworn I read that this was the most pieces they've ever had. But It was 9,090. Sure. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to dig into. That's it. the biggest piece total I've ever seen. Because I know lengthwise, I'm I almost one hundred percent can say it is because it's a a little over five feet in length. Yeah. That's like how tall Aaliyah is. <laughs> like that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh. it it is massive. It's impressive, and I absolutely love it. You know what you got to do with it to protect it is you need to build like a plexiglass case for it and then turn that into like a coffee table so that it's like the centerpiece of like a room you can get a whole bunch (laughs) of like those light blue pieces like those little tiny circular pegs Mm -hmm. and just make it look like water oh you just gave me a an amazing idea and i i know austin has the answer but before we do that i do you know make coffee table like you said but have like the middle of it be the ship looks like up out of it. So like mm-hmm. there's stuff around on each side and yeah, just make the actual table itself look like water. Do it up. Oh, yeah. I love that idea. Okay. So our answer is it's not number one. It, it is number two. It's okay. number two. So it's very high up there. Like you said, it's yours is 9,090. The number one largest Lego kit ever is the world map Lego kit, which I didn't know was a thing. At eleven thousand six hundred ninety-five pieces, and well, it's that literally doesn't, that doesn't count though, because that's all like the circular peg pieces, right? Like, I think so. I yeah, think so. That doesn't count. Some other big ones: the Colosseum, Millennium Falcon. Yeah, but that's like, but the equivalent of that is like saying you're richer than I am because I have a dollar and you have a hundred pennies. It's like, well. It just it just looks like you have more because you have a hundred of something, but yeah. Okay, yeah. Just to confirm, you are right. It is the little peg. So I'm I'm gonna say Elijah wins by default because that's yeah. that's BS. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more like actual pieces and such. First time back in a month, and Elijah's already won the podcast. Congratulations, Elijah. We knew you yes. could do it. Thank you. One also, Legos. Uh, you know, we we have to keep the streak alive. And I want to say, I've decided on the first thing I'm doing when I get PlayStation VR 2. Is it playing the Top Gun levels from Ace Combat? Close. So PlayStation VR and then VR 2 will have theater mode, where mm-hmm. it's basically like sitting in front of a giant theater screen. I'm gonna watch Top Gun Maverick. First thing I do. Thank you, first off, for bringing that up. Keeping <laughs> the streak alive. I was going to say um, it last week too. Second off, I'm really hoping, and I like my, when I say hoping, it's like really small. I'm really hoping that the Blu ray 4K release has the IMAX format. Oh, that would be amazing. For this movie, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think so either. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm going to be really disappointed when it doesn't. <laughs> I really hope it has a 4K version of the Lady Gaga music video because there's one scene where she's like sta- <laughs> she's wearing a dress that's like made out of parachute and she's like standing on top of a piano and she like crescendos part of like the bridge as like yeah. a P-51 like I think it's Tom Cruise's actual P-51 it's like the, his yeah. own plane that he's like flies mm-hmm. but it's also like in the movie 
right. like flies by and she just does like stands up and just like screams. And it's like one of the most <laughs> epic things I've ever seen in my entire life. And God darn it. Do I hope that that music video is, is on the 4k. Cause I, I can only watch it in 1080, like a loser so much. It so, wouldn't surprise me if it is. I'd be curious to see if this is a thing on PSVR two, but I know on the Oculus quest, there's a thing. I forget the exact name of it, but it's like an app where basically you can go with all your friends into like a theater and watch mm-hmm. a movie together. Mm-hmm. And like your it looks like a theater, like physically yeah. you see the chairs around you, you see the screen. And if you look over, you can see like the other people with you. So that would be awesome if that works with PSVR too. Oh, yeah, it would. This app is like really well known. I forget what it's called, but man, I hope it's crossplay and we could just sit there all together and watch. Dude, I got to look into that. A few weeks ago, I watched, uh, I just like put a DVD in and like my friends synced up playing and like we just were in like PSN, like a chat and we were just like talking over the movie and we were just like hoping we started at the same time. I completely like we both have Oculuses, like he works at Facebook. So I completely forgot that that was an option. Darn it. Next time. That's actually something I plan on doing. If you're hearing this, it's way too late, but uh, tomorrow night. Uh, it's my birthday night, and what I might do is just after my stream, just be like, "Hey, let's hop in my Discord and watch Prey." It's a great idea. I can Which is my idea. second favorite movie of this year. What's number so one? Like, oh, Top Gun. Duh, I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, you're like, what's number one? I was be, that you one answered up. super fast, but I was going to give you the look of really, George. Well, I was like, hmm, is it everything, everywhere, all at once, or the unbearable weight of massive talent? What's his number one so far? Because right now, my number one is Top Gun Maverick. My number two is Licorice Pizza. Licorice Pizza was excellent. I do want to see that. An unbearable weight of massive talent was pretty great. That was a great way to spend an hour and a half. But we're we're nearing the ten minute mark. This is a video game podcast. Let's talk about tomato. Tomato. Let's talk about games, baby. Let's talk about you and me, Elijah. You dirty dog. You look. You look like you've had busy, busy thumbs. What have you been playing lately? So I have, and I haven't. Uh, The big thing is I've been in kind of a gaming slump lately. Uh, I've done a lot of like model building and such, but that doesn't mean I haven't been playing a lot of games okay. because I have. I've I'm back and almost every night playing at least like two hours of Player Unknown's Battleground. Sorry, sorry, they changed the name, PUBG Battlegrounds. So, so now PUBG stands for nothing, correct? <laughs> Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, Battlegrounds. Well, that's like that's like DC Comics. It's like short for Detective Comics. So like when you're reading Detective Comics, you're reading Detective Comics. Detective, Detective, Detective Comics. Comics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been playing a lot of PUBG again. Really enjoying my time. A new map came out, and that's kind of what had me to like. Oh, I'm gonna hop in and check out the new map. And as soon as I did, it like clicked with me. A cool thing they do now is, and you can only do it in, uh, four person squad or what i do is a solo squad there is a casual mode where you can only do three matches in it a day and it will be up to 12 real players and 88 bots and that is a great place to grind for a number of trophies I will you said you can that. only do three a day yes That's but to give you an idea place for people yeah and then i come in and wreck everything uh, to give you an idea, at least one round a day, I'll end with like 15 kills, all with SMGs, because I'm going for an SMG trophy. <laughs> Wait, that's that's 15% of the total island. That's amazing. 
Exactly. Damn it, Austin. Elijah just won again. <laughs> I got you to do math. Do you? No, not bad. Um, <laughs> just I, I, I assume if you get 15 kills, that's got to be like one of the higher kills kill counts in that game. Yeah. 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 Uh, do you? And I, I don't mean this disrespectfully. I'm asking because this is how I feel. When you play a game like that, does it even feel like you're playing a video game? Like when I play, like when I go for like dailies in like my solitaire game, like that doesn't feel like I'm playing a game. You know, when I back when I was going for bounties in in Destiny, uh, like that didn't feel like I was playing the game as much as I was like keeping up and like keeping things tidy. Like it felt it felt more like so brain cleaning, if that makes sense. It, it still does to me. The main reason being I go for the dailies while going for the trophies. So like anytime I land right now, you know, maybe one of the dailies is get or do 100 damage with an SMG or shotgun. And I will land and try to find an SMG or shotgun, do that daily. But also, since you can have two guns, I will always try and find an SMG or shotgun anyhow, because I need so many SMG or shotgun kills for a trophy. Or since I can have two guns, Anytime I find a crossbow, I'm going to pick that up because I need crossbow kills mm -hmm. while the other weapon or whatever will be the one that is for the daily or, you know, whatever is needed. So I it still does feel like a game because I'm I'm doing it. I want to try and get the platinum in this. Uh, I think it potentially would be different if I already had all the trophies and one of the main hooks for me was just the dailies. I kind but. of got burned out on Forza Horizon 5 because of the, I forget what it's called in that game, but essentially your dailies. Oh gosh, yes. The season? Like, yeah. I was like so into, for a while, like when that game first came out, I was just into the story mode and like playing whatever races. And then eventually I got sucked into like trying to get all the points and getting like the weekly vehicles and stuff. And it just, I felt like it was just pulling at me like a little too much. And so I, pulled back from the game and I, I do want to go back to it at some point but yeah I'm not i think a big fan of daily type stuff in general to be honest with you i think it was called seasons in Forza. yeah but yeah i i guess it depends on the game for me because pubg best examples are pubg and apex legends i'm going to play them anyhow mm -hmm. so like even if it didn't have dailies even if i had all the trophies Right now, that uh, I would just pop in and play each day. I'd still do it, but the daily's like, all right, I'll just do this. While oh, use five boosters, I'll end up doing that anyhow. So, I I, I guess like in games like that, or uh, in another game, I'm going to be talking about here in a moment, Dead by Daylight, the dailies get you in-game, uh, like currency. It's not in-game currency. It's more so like in-game. This is what you spend to level characters up, like experience almost. So like the dailies do that. So it's like okay, if I go for the dailies, I'm just going to level up more. So mm -hmm. that that gives a little more reasoning to that. But if it was just like Forza Horizon, like oh okay, I I enjoy this. Uh, I, don't, I don't really feel like. Yeah, I think it depends on the implementation of it too. 
Yeah. Like it depends on like how much they're really wanting you to play to be able to get certain items or things yes. like that. I think that's what really bothered me with Forza was I felt like I had to spend so every dying moment of every hour I was playing for the week doing all that stuff Absolutely. just so that I could get to what I wanted. Doing Absolutely. what they wanted you to do before you got to do what like, you wanted to exactly, do. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So. And I, I think that's a big thing because like PUBG has three dailies and four weeklies and it's pretty much all stuff you're going to do anyhow. Maybe you have to go out of the way just a little bit, but it's all stuff you're going to do. And mm. even same with Apex and Apex and PUBG, you can, you have a certain amount. You can just change. So like, I don't really like this one, change it out. Or a cool thing Apex does now that has arenas and battle Royale. Uh, when you want to change one of the dailies, it'll ask, do you want a battle Royale one or an arena one? Oh, that's interesting. So it kind of gives you a little little yeah. bit of options. Yeah, which is so like when they do that, it's fine. Like I'm even fine with ones that are like do so much damage with this kind of weapon. Like, all right, there it's not overly a lot. It might take like two, maybe three matches, but that's not bad. So but the other game I've been playing, like I just said, is I started Dead by Daylight. And I'm really liking that game. I went in terrified to start playing it because I played one or two other kinds of games like that and I was really bad at them. But I'm doing okay. I have a pretty good track record as Survivor right now. I haven't done too many Survivor matches, though. But uh, I have a really good record as the killer. But so this game's like almost Evolve-esque in a way, right? Like there's a killer and then there's... A killer and four survivors. Okay. And I've never played it. The the whole the main goal of the survivors is to get I want to say off the top of my head it's four generators running four or five there's a number of generators around the map and the goal is to get like four or five of them going and that'll make it so hey the exit doors you can now work at getting those open and the killer's goal is simply that stop them uh. Most of the time, the whole idea is to put them on a hook where if a survivor gets hooked three times, it's an automatic death. But as you hook them, they will like their bar will start decreasing. And then the next time you hook them, it'll decrease faster. And yeah, that, that's the whole that's the whole point of this game. And I'm absolutely loving my time with it. It has a lot, a lot of well-known uh, killers and survivors like it's teamed with multiple different properties we'll say like you can't get it right now and i know they said they're trying to get it back there was a stranger things one where the survivors were i think steve and nancy and the killer was the demigorgon oh. uh a couple of them that i picked up and have like i have the silent hill one where the survivor is uh cheryl mason and the killer is pyramid head uh, i have the resident evil one with yeah. survivors leon and jill and the killer nemesis um I, ha I got ash from evil dead as one of the survivors i have ghost face as one of the killers they just had um, like attack on titan stuff too right yeah they they just did a crossover or a like a, a special event with that where that's not so much dlc but it's like in-game costumes you buy okay. So, like, um, 
one survivor and it's all for the uh the stuff that came with the game so like the their own killers and survivors and it's like this character will have mikasa's costume or this one will have levi's and two of the killers the oni and i cannot remember the other one each have a costume that's a titan and one is the female titan and yeah. uh, the one I really want is like 15 bucks for the costume. Still, I really want it is the armored Titan. Yeah, I did see that one. I do want to play this game at some point. And I want to say I even have it. Didn't they give it out on PlayStation Plus? At yes. One point? And it was just announced today that that is coming August 18th on PlayStation Plus Extra. Oh, nice. Yeah. And well, I will say that game does one strange thing to me. When I'm the killer. I will chase survivors around and talk to them in a southern accent. I'm gonna get you. Uh, I will talk to them in a southern accent. Like they can't hear me or anything. Elijah, too much Resident Evil Seven. Too much Resident Evil Seven. I was just thinking it was the pencil tucky <laughs> coming out of them. <laughs> and, too much Louisiana. Okay. <laughs> and I didn't even try to do this because I, I mainly when I play it, I stream it. And I didn't even try to do this, but every time I hook one of the survivors. I do say a hook pun. Thanks for hanging around. I'm so hung up on you. Just no, see, every time. He's doing more of an Athens accent where it's like molasses coming out of your mouth. Right? That was <laughs> right. Thanks, Andy? Andy. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It. It's funny. I worked at an ad agency that had a pretty big gaming client. I'm not going to say who, but we were editing a lot of videos of streamers and whatnot. And it was really cool seeing like the tree rings basically as time went on, like what, all their streamers were playing for compilations and stuff like in February when I started versus like April after like a few months had passed and people had like clearly gotten sick of the games. And by the time I left so much dead by daylight stuff, so much dead by daylight content from it literally so everyone. It's crazy it how big so that game popular. is. Cause it's been out for what? Like six years, five years at this point. I mean, it's gotta be at least five years. Um, I, I cannot remember. I yeah, I don't. I I want to say 2015 or 2016, maybe. It was June 14th, 2016. So that would be six years. Okay, it's crazy. Yeah, crazy. But a game that old still, you know, and it's, is and so it's popular. Still, still getting new content. They just yeah. announced. And showed a trailer for the new Resident Evil DLC for it, where the killer is Wesker, and the survivors are Rebecca and Ada. And like, there's a uh, saw pack. There is a uh, Halloween pack. There's a Friday Thirteenth pack. Like, this game has a lot of stuff, but it's so fun. Each killer has their own different. Uh, special thing they can do like ghost face can go invisible and uh, if somebody looks in his way for uh, two or three seconds then he like gets seen but he, he can also if you go right to the edge of something and press a button he'll just kind of peek around the edge and because of that like he can't be seen and it's, it's just really neat I love the way it's set up and just, that game is fun 
And then once his sprint runs out in a Matthew Lillard voice, he'll go, I'm feeling woozy here, man. Just like in the movie. I really need to see those movies. You've never seen Scream? No. I literally know the entire plot of the first one. Jesus, man. Watch it. It's great. It's awesome. The first one's incredible. Second one's underrated. Third one is bad, but it's like Pixar movies where like even like a bad one is like, oh, it's, it's bad compared to other movies, but other screen movies, like other movies that you made, but like now it's better than a lot of other things. Uh, Austin, my guy, watch my bespectacled bow. What have you been playing? <laughs> okay. So two things. I have kind of been in a gaming slump a little bit, but I've been playing some here and there. The main game I've, I've spent my time with the past couple of weeks is death stranding. Yeah, buddy. I started up the uh, director's cut version. Cause it's on PlayStation plus extra. And, um, just kind of dove into it and I'm still not super far in. I maybe five or six hours. I'm still in chapter two. So I'm still kind of in the, the early phase before people say it, it really opens up and it gets really good. But I am thoroughly enjoying my time with this game this time around. And I picked it up the day it came out originally and, and tried it out. Got, you know, maybe a little before where I'm at right now. And uh, it just wasn't really vibing with me at that time. Which was odd because, you know, I'm such a big Kojima fan. I, I love his games. And it just, it, I don't know, whenever it came out, it just wasn't really what I was feeling. But now, I don't know what it is, but I am just totally into this game. Um, it's so chill. Like, it's fun to just kind of explore and, and walk around the environment. It's relaxing. It's just, it's, a, it's the game I need right now. And, and I can't wait to dive more into it. And, and finally figure out what's going on with these damn babies. <laughs> <laughs> you will like, find out oh. for sure. <laughs> okay. So Elijah, you've, you've beaten it, right? Yes. Yeah. So I you actually get, beat it last you, month. You, cool. So you get answers, right? Like it's not just like some ambiguous. Part, yeah. Okay. All right. That's cool. It's so. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say like the best answers, but for the most part, yeah. <laughs> cool. Does it set up a sequel? If I recall correctly, I I think it just was open ended. Like it was okay. one of those that could go either way. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I'm excited to get through it more and, and play through it. My only concern is I'm probably never gonna beat it because I understand it's like fifty hours long. So <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah. We'll see how far I get, but I'm I'm hoping I make it there. Um the other game though that I, I wanted to spend more time talking about still kind of briefly is Stray, which I ended up Andy and I ended up beating it this week. And, um, you know, I talked about it. I guess it was two weeks ago. We did the last episode. I talked about it some then. I really enjoyed that game. It's beautiful. I mean, the fact that it's made by such a small indie team and thank like truthfully, it's one of the best looking PS5 games, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, graphically, it's it's extraordinarily impressive. The lighting is really good. And, and just the animations are just so well done. I mean, it feels AAA. And, um, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed my time with that game. I think it took us maybe about five hours to beat. So it's on the shorter side, which I appreciated. Um, my only thing that I have to say that I was not a big fan of was the ending, which was to me, extraordinarily abrupt. Like I, I'm not going to go into detail, obviously for spoiler reasons, but it kind of feels like it, it, the story doesn't really come full circle. Like it, and I don't know what I was expecting with a game about a cat, 
<laughs> but at the same <laughs> at the same time, like I, it doesn't really wrap up like the 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 thread that it starts out on, and I wasn't a big fan of that. So um, that would be my only caveat. But overall, I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed that game, and I would recommend it to to anybody. I need to give it another shot. Yeah, and I get that it's not for some people. You know, going in, I wasn't sure what I expected. I was expecting kind of more of a platformer type thing. So I can see how the more like puzzle adventure game style thing isn't for everybody. I'm a cat person. I I should like it. (laughs) So that's all I've been playing though, George. I thought it was really pretty. Like I said, I only played like two hours of it probably. Um, But it's really pretty. Like I love the uh, the art direction. Like uh, all the buildings, all the lighting especially. Uh, the character design like all that stuff I find fascinating but like man I really thought this game was a platformer and it is just yeah not a platformer it's just a bit I don't want to say walking simulator because I think that term is really stupid but like they're very much selling you on the world not the idea that you're a cat if that makes sense yes. right We're... yes no that's 100% true it's more about the world that you're in than the fact that you're the cat I mean there yeah. are certain things like you've got the meow button and you mm-hmm. know you can certain characters you can walk up to and like rub up against like a cat would and stuff like that. But for the most part, the game, the, the actual character of the game comes from the world itself and the world that you're in. And, um, honestly, that's why I liked it. Um, it's still not what I was expecting. I I would agree with you. Like I was kind of hoping more for like just being a cat type stuff, but I ended up really loving the world that it puts you in. Um, so the inciting incident made me cry that was like that was like heartbreaking yeah yeah okay yeah that one gets me well that felt like a don bluth movie right like not like something as pretty as disney but just like way darker than disney right like secret of nim or or you know something from like that era and that really caught me off guard and that's what got me interested that's why i played like another hour and a half but um then i i was so sleepy i couldn't keep playing well, one game I have not been too sleepy to play, and it caught me by surprise. Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. I got tw- 20 hours in this game over the past like week and a half, which honestly might not sound like a lot. But um, like the two of you, I have been in a gaming slump for like months where like the last game I really cared about was Deep Rock Galactic. And then the way Austin was talking about the dailies and and whatnot from Forza, like that's how I started to feel about deep rock galactic like started to feel more like a chore and i was like kind of depressed in in the early winter or late winter i guess because that's how years work um and so i liked it just because it would distract me but like besides that i like barely played anything this year until xenoblade and guys i'm playing it on casual mode i don't understand the combat whatsoever i know i need to do breaks i know i need to do topples i don't know how to set either of those things up with any sort of consistency uh, the UI is absolute trash. It that makes no sense. I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking at half the time, and I don't give a rod egg about it. I'm having so much fun with this game. I love the characters. I love the world. I love how weird and wonky and we like this thing is. But geez, Louise is playing this game hard, but is enjoying this game easy. What did you two think of Xenoblade? Um. The game, the 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 battle system in that game is so extraordinarily complicated, and I don't know if it's just because I am small minded, 
or what. <laughs> but I, I do agree with you that like when I played that game and when I played two, it it's so confusing. But I love it. Like it's still it's so good. Both of those games, I haven't played three, obviously, but um the something about the battle it needs to be explained better. And it has to be explained better. I got like 40 hours into three and I or into two and I finally started to understand it like a little bit. <laughs> so <laughs> they, they need to mix up like the color yeah. coordination, I think. Yeah. Uh, like there's just so many layers and mechanics to it that I feel like genuinely stupid when I play this game. And like, hey, I've got like a college degree. I've got like a decent job. Like I'm dating a lawyer. Like they're extremely smart and I convince them to date me. Like I'm not the dumbest person. But Jesus, dude, when I play this game, I feel like a toddler who's like accidentally reading a book on black holes. Like I just like yeah. don't have the language for it. And again, I don't care because everything else about this game is absolutely yeah. incredible. I never care about stories and games, but I am hooked in to Shulk. I'm so yeah. sad about my girl F. I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, <laughs> but <clears throat> geez, Louise and loving this game so much. Xenoblade 1 is the, of the two that I've played is the one that I've played the least. I think I maybe played 15 hours of it, so I didn't get super far in, but I really did like what I played. And I do have the definitive edition sitting on my shelf sealed and just like ready to go at some point. So, um, yeah. I don't really have any experience with... I, I played Xenoblade 2 for probably about 10 hours a long time ago, but I just do not remember much of what it was like and i i just don't know if i'll ever get to these games for a reason we'll be talking about shortly mm -hmm. i tried xenoblade chronicles x on wii u like i told myself um i i drunkenly bought the wii u as like i think austin and i talked about a few weeks ago and i did it because of earthbound but like in the back of my head i was like oh they showed a trailer for like xenoblade chronicles x like that game looks dope that looks like gundam the game and I bought that game the day it came out and I was so excited. I'm like, this is the most confusing, convoluted, dumbest thing ever. And then I like finally watched a video review of it. And they're like, yeah, at about 40 hours in, you start to unlock like the, the mechs you'll be piling. I'm like 40 hours. Like, why isn't this the game? Like, why isn't the robots the game? Like that you kind of made it seem like that was the game. Dude. Yeah, Jesus. And the frustrating thing about that. And I know that game is good. Like it's still got very good reviews, but I was kind of the same mindset with that. The really sad thing is that first trailer is so good mm -hmm. and it makes that game just look like this epic like Gundam masterpiece. And it's got that beautiful score by um, Hiroyuki Sawano, who is the same guy that composed Attack on Titan. And it's just so masterfully crafted, that trailer. And then you get to the game and they're like, oh, no, you can't. Sorry, <laughs> no, you don't get to have fun. You, you can't actually do any of this for 45 hours. <laughs> yeah, you, you can have fun later and you'll like it. Uh, besides Xenoblade, I played the first set of tracks that dropped for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on uh, on Switch. Uh, I had never played Mario Kart DS. I will say that Waluigi's Pinball is like one of the greatest Mario Kart levels I've ever played yeah. now. That one's incredible. I love that track. Calamari Desert, they threw some some monkey wrenches in there to differ it up from the N64 level, so I'm happy about that. I still think uh, they should be embarrassed for every tour level they've brought over to Mario Kart 8. 
think they had New York this time and like, geez, that stuff is just flat and it sucks. And what's even worse is like immediately after the tour level to start off the first Grand Prix, there's a, a Super Mario circuit, like a Super Mario Kart circuit, which is like just as flat. And like that level is somehow better despite having like none of the backdrop of like the tour level. But they're both pretty boring, not going to lie. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I've been playing enough to talk about. Um, I think really quickly, Elijah, I don't think you've seen the Nintendo Direct for Splatoon 3. No, you haven't. Okay. You want to hear Austin and I talk about it for like four minutes? He just said, absolutely, he does. We can't okay, cool. I completely <laughs> forgot I muted myself to take a drink. But no, yes, I do, I do want to hear, because I, I didn't see it, but I am curious about it. I do want to play Splatoon soon. Cool, cool. All right, we've talked a lot on this podcast that, like, we're getting this day one, right? And, like, one of us will buy it, and then the other one probably won't. And, um, <clears throat> you know, we're not responsible for any resentment felt by any person on this podcast. Yeah, and we're not, Austin. like, naming who... Who yeah. did it right? Like I'm just gonna edit out or what? Yeah, we're not here to finger point at Austin. It. Yeah, who, who who does stuff like this? <laughs> I, I, yeah, you're an, ever heard of him? Uh, but Splatoon three, I think, will finally break the habit of uh, asynchronous <laughs> yes. purchasing of no, games. Splatoon is a day one, no matter what for me. Like I don't even care what it reviews. I don't I even just... care that I'm going to a, a grand or a, a roller coaster theme park that weekend. I'm still <laughs> yeah. getting it. I'm gonna be gone that whole weekend, but yes, I'm gonna get yes. <laughs> um this trailer was awesome this trailer was kind of like an intro not trailer this direct was awesome it was, it was basically an intro to the world of splatoon both uh lore wise and then also just like mechanics wise like they basically broke down every game mode that you're going to see they broke down the the future plans for updates they talked about why you're doing what you're doing they talk about how you're doing it they introduced a bunch of the weapons they reassured old fans that uh you know beloved favorites are coming back and that's all well and good. Like, I think that was like a really good, basically extended trailer from Nintendo to really show off what's under the hood for this game. And it got me really excited. But what got me most excited is just the vibes of this. And I think we talked about it when it was first revealed. But like, this just feels like a Dreamcast game made in 2022, which yes. is why I'm so excited. It's got a really nice like break core electronic soundtrack that's just popping off in the background. It's got weird attitude vibes like these are squid people, but they feel like they could have just like skated off the set of Jet Set Radio. I am so excited. Austin, what did you think? Yeah, I thought it I thought it looked fantastic. And in, I mean, admittedly, it looks frankly like more of the same. I mean, there are some new additions, but um, it's at the end of the day, it's more Splatoon. And so I get that this probably isn't going to excite everybody. But to me, I, I love the new additions. And, and like you said, they almost shifted the art style in a way. They're kind of matching this like almost post-apocalyptic thing that they're going for with like the story mode. And I love that where you've got mm -hmm. like an upside down Eiffel Tower that's like destroyed and, you know, just just interesting stuff like that going on. Um, so I love what they've done with the art direction. And like you said, too, with the the score, you kind of got that that jet set radio esque kind of music going on in the background. And it's it's, um, you know, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it on that front. but. Honestly, what I'm most looking forward to is the story mode. And um, they, they showed a little bit of it in the in the direct. And the, I think the one thing people always forget about Splatoon, you know, it's known as a multiplayer game, but the story modes in those games are fantastic. Um, and they almost feel like 
in a way, like spiritual successor to like Mario Galaxy's story mode to me mm. is what I've always gotten. It's it's they're always extraordinarily creative in um, you know, the ways it throws enemies at you and in different ways that you explore in, in the story mode missions. It's just really innovative and I'm I'm really looking forward to to playing that. Me too. I just I love the vibes off it, man. It feels like Y2K punk. Like it, I I I don't really know how to put my finger on it, but like it's like the way the Supreme Court like defines pornography. It's like I can't say what it is, but I know it when I see it. And like when I look at Splatoon, I'm like, look, I can't explain why this is cool. I just know this is like this just has the energy I'm looking for. So very much really looking looking forward forward to that. Looking forward to the uh, pre-release like beta weekend that they're doing, which I think is. The 28th or the 29th of this month, it'll be open. Like, you don't even have to have purchased the game. Um, it's kind of like a beta period. So, I'm looking forward to playing that. I'm also just going to put this out there. You know, Splatoon typically has like your two like mascot characters that introduce the courses and stuff when they rotate. This time, there are three, and one of them is like a stingray, and his name is Big, Big Boy or Big Man or something. And He's wonderful. Like I, I just think he's fantastic. So I'm, I'm all down for that. <laughs> I might try to hunt down these amiibos, which I haven't gone amiibo shopping in in a hot. Oh yeah, those are those are a must for me. I've got yeah. all the Splatoon ones except for Callie and Marie from the first game. So. All right. Well, that brings us to our main topic tonight. And for those who don't know, basically we have like what's called a Slack channel, <clears throat> which is basically like instant messaging or like a whatsapp like it's really no different it's just like a place where we can all text each other uh and so we always talk about like hey what should we talk about what should be the main topic of the show and we're trying to make it so it's not just us talking about what we're playing but try to have like actual thoughtful and interesting conversations about uh this hobby that we all love and so um this week's topic is uh the, the the brainchild the brain baby of uh of austin so austin why don't you introduce it and uh and kick us off yeah so this kind of came to me playing through both stray and, and death stranding you know one thing for me as i've gotten older as i've kind of gotten more into my career i don't have as much time to game and you know when i used when i was younger when i was maybe my early 20s i uh i would spend a lot of time playing JRPGs and these extended, you know, really long games. Metal Gear Solid Five. I spent 350 hours on or something ridiculous. And so, you know, I, I was really used to playing games for an extended period. Final Fantasy 14, probably at least 500 hours I spent on that. Um, and Stray kind of brought me back to this mindset of, okay, this game was five hours long. It was fantastic. It was a start and finish. The finish could have been better. (laughs) And um, I just love that brief experience of, okay, I can play this over a span of two weeks, play it a little bit here and there and finish it and feel accomplished. Um, And then we've got Death Stranding, which, as I mentioned earlier, it's like my understanding is maybe 45 to 50 hours, which really isn't crazy long. But for me, that's pretty long. Like I typically you know, maybe in a week play five to six hours of a video game in, in general. Um, I, I typically don't spend much more than that per week, maybe six hours. And so Death Strand is going to take me a really long time to beat. <laughs> What's more interesting about this, though, George, is the fact that you've thrown in Xenoblade Chronicles into this conversation, which ups the ante because that game is like 120 hours long. Mm-hmm. 
I've I've looked it up on how long to beat. It's not supposed to be that long. The definitive edition really trims like an hour to two and a half hours of content <laughs> off the Wii version. So how long one eighteen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a gentleman's a gentleman's one in a dozen. But my point being, um, I kind of wanted to talk about length as a topic. I mean, where do we stand with length of games? I think some people look at at the length of a video game as value which is interesting and I don't think there's anything wrong with that necessarily but you know some people might say okay Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is 150 hours whereas Stray is 5 hours one is 40 bucks one is 60 bucks clearly there's more value in one mm-hmm. and I I respect that um that's not really my viewpoint but I respect that so just kind of some interesting stuff with length and I just kind of wanted to to broach the topic of 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 length of video games and kind of whether a short game is good and and how price potentially affects our opinions on on length of a game you know you were talking about xenoblade and that's this is the reason i said like as as much as i know i would like the xenoblade games i'll probably never play them because between the three games and the dlc for two that's upwards of like 500 hours i just can't do that like I just can't. That's just way too long to be spending on three games for me. My ADHD wouldn't let me. Like, if that makes sense. it I literally couldn't do it. Um, I have Digimon Survive right now. And I'm like, all right, how long is this? And I looked it up. And I it looks like it's roughly around 40 hours. I'm like, oh, it's so long. Because just right now, just, I'm not even going to say like where I'm at in life or anything, but just me right now i just don't know if i can do a game that long like last month i think it was i beat death stranding or the month before i don't know if i could do that right now just this month right now as i'm the way i'm gaming i don't know if i can do a long game like that i hear you that's honestly i look at how long to beat.com before i start any game and i could be excited to start a game but then once i see like that number that's what like bums me out. And I just looked up Xenoblade Chronicles. The main story, 50 and a half hours, made an extra 77 and a half. Completion is 134. I really enjoy this game. I'm telling you right now, I'm not spending 134 hours on this game. Like I'm I'm just not gonna do that. Yeah. Yeah. But like 55 hours gets me kind of excited. What bums me out about Xenoblade Chronicles is like the fact that like its length is artificial. Like that's what bums me out with games. I don't mind spending a long time in a game, but it's like when you're purposely padding stuff out, when you're purposely like taking a long time to introduce stuff that's necessary, like that's when I get sort of discouraged and that's what turns me off of your game. That's fair. Um, Yeah, no, I, I can understand that. Okay. We've talked about this before. Open world games. That's one of the main reasons I'm not big on open world games is I feel like instead of, you just doing the next mission, they say, all right, now drive or go to that next mission. I feel like that's just padding the game out because it's like, okay, so I'm just going to spend five to 10 minutes to drive to this location just to actually play the game. Yeah. And that's one of the big reasons I'm not that into open world because I feel like that is just padding the game. And it's super weird too. Cause like, um, the other hand, that's like 
immersive storytelling that's like world building that's like showing you like how big the scale is it's showing you what you're either fighting to protect or fighting to destroy right like showing you the world that you're interacting with like i totally see the value in that but uh i've had that same frustration where it is like i got here just to do a cutscene, and now i need to drive back to where i was to actually like do the level part where it's just like okay why don't you just make the travel part of the cutscene? and like mm-hmm. figure out a way to sort of like better tie the the story to the actual gameplay. It just makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting and I almost wonder in a way like I don't know, for me I guess ideal game length and I guess we can even kind of each go through with this. I mean it depends on what kind of game it is, but I I really appreciate the like 15 to 20 hour game. Oh, awesome. Once it starts getting past that, like I really get into tricky spots awesome i got a surprise for you as soon as he suggested this i came up with a list of 12 random games and i wanted to go through and ask you guys what your ideal length for this game in in a game in this series would be okay okay all right um i'm thinking this is like let's say like main quest with like interesting side quests right like if if that's like applicable to the game so like first up i think this example will be make it more clear but like pokemon like I'm not counting like catching all available Pokemon in like the local decks, yeah. right? Like I'm just talking about like the main story plus like some interesting stuff you can do. I forget which one it was that I played last. I mean, I played a bit of um, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire and X and Y. And I, I want to say it was Y was only like 30 hours. Am I wrong saying that? No, that feels right. And that felt like about right to me. Like, 25 30 hours for one of those games um back in the day when i was a kid you know i put like a couple hundred hours into platinum and i know that game is considerably longer but honestly when it comes to pokemon i i appreciate like maybe 30 hours since it is an rpg i i get a little more length but i'd say 30 hours for me is like ideal for me i'd go like 20 i i enjoy pokemon but i feel like it just I get burned out on it so much faster. Yeah. I would go <clears throat> probably between you guys, like probably like 25. Uh, that said, I think like 40 is usually like my limit unless they introduced a way to collect everything, like a way to get every dude like up to snuff. Like then I'm going to be like, okay, like I want like a digital photo album of all this, all these cool monsters. Um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna actually I'm just gonna say 30 plus. Um but again, like so much of like the just the backtracking, like in the original Pokemon game, it wasn't that bad because it was like such a small world. But like when you get finally get up to Viridian City, you go into the Mar and they're like, hey, could you go back and bring this to Professor Oak? It's like, Jesus Christ. I know it's a Pokedex for me, but like if you could have just told me to pick up my Pokedex at Viridian City so I could keep moving, like it's just like little yeah. things like that. Um all right, so uh Final Fantasy. Ooh. Ooh, that's a tough one. I would say like 35. Yeah, I would put it about that time frame too. Um, I don't know. I feel like that style RPG, you're going to find... I don't know how many RPGs you have on here, George, but I that's kind of my ideal for like a standard JRPG, truthfully, would be like 30, 35 hours. And so I'd agree with 35 for Final Fantasy. Um. I put like 90 into 15 to get the platinum. And again, this was like years ago when I had that kind of time. But um, these days, 
would not do that again. <laughs> Are you guys at 35? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm going to actually go lower. I'm going to say 20. Ooh. Like I, I want that one to be like a little nice. a short. I think if you trim some stuff out from the Final Fantasy games or stronger games, and granted, I haven't played nearly as many as you guys have. So I'm thinking like for three and five and most of 15, uh, like that's that's where I'm at. Uh, so I just think like a, a tighter story would be good. Um, I think this is like one of the last RPGs, but I'm just curious what your takes are. Dragon Quest compared to Final Fantasy, because like in my head with the Dragon Quest games I've played, I almost want those to be longer than a Final Fantasy game, if that makes sense. No, I don't really have an answer for this one. I've never played an actual Dragon Quest game. So I agree. Just like game wise, the way they're currently set up, I'd say maybe closer to 40. But at the same time. I don't know. I, I just that's like pushing it to like unreachable territory for me. So I I'm, think I'm still going to stick with 35. I love Dragon Quest, but those games are so long. Gotcha. So long. <laughs> Resident Evil. I'm going to say a tight 12. OK, like I'm gonna any, say, anywhere between 10 and 12 for me. I'm going to say eight. I like I like the eight hour. I want to say when I played two, my run was about eight hours and I really, really liked that length. I don't really know Resident Evil well enough to comment, but I will say if a game asked me to replay it for multiple runs to to unlock like alternate endings or whatnot, like I want that game to be like five to six hours, right? Like I want it to be that and then I want it to be like at least 25 percent different each time I play it and that sounds like a tall order to the devs but uh just in for replaying a game uh Call of Duty campaign oh five mm. yeah five me. I'd say five for sure yeah, I would say five to six uh let's see Gears of War I'd I'm say about in this. six fish yeah I'd say six, maybe a little, just a tad bit longer than a Call of Duty. Oh man, yeah, I would I say I would say in those games. I would say eight, just because I think they do more interesting things. Like I, I think like Call of Duty is probably like more politically interesting, right? Because like how much yeah. closer it is to our world. But like mm-hmm. I think because of that, Gears of War can get like more fantastical and do weirder stuff. Uh, Mario 3D platformer. Maybe eight. I eight have no answer. Okay. Yeah, it depends on on which one. I mean, I'm thinking about like Galaxy, and I feel like if that game was, I don't know how long that game is, but eight to ten hours on that game would have been wonderful. While Odyssey, you know, it's kind of a different setup. I'd say eight would be ideal for me. I'm gonna say ten, just because I think that is closer to what. Uh galaxy was and i remember beating that game in one night because i was so in love with it yeah like when i when yeah. i first got it i think odyssey it's really really good but it, i think it might be a little too long too no i agree but with that That's they do a good job a of it. they do a good job of not making complete everything in the level before moving on uh splinter cell uh i'm gonna say like eight i've never actually played a splinter cell game but yeah, I'd say for something like that, I'd, I'd kind of stick with the eight eight to ten hour range. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with 
I'm gonna go with eight also, just because it's supposed to feel like one movie. And it's like, if I'm in a movie for too long, then I'm like, what the hell are we still doing here? Uh, a Telltale style game. Oh. Uh, five. Okay, yeah, let me, let me change this. Five to six. Let me change this to an episode, a Telltale style episode. Hour and a half, maybe. Yeah, hour, hour and a half, half, two hours. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go with like an hour, hour and a half tops, I think. Because, yeah, like Game of Thrones. Did you guys play Game of Thrones? That's one of the few I have not played. I did play it. Ah, dude, that that stuff was way too long, man. That game. I think that game is what broke me for them. And then I, I, because I played Tales of Borderlands and I was just like, oh, this is so much fun. I could play another one. And then I played Game of Thrones. Like, this sucks. Like, this is. At least least the end of episode two of Game of Thrones had a good song. I don't remember remember what it was called. I just remember I really liked the song (laughs) to the point where I had it in my car. Okay. Uh, let's see. Sorry, I'm keeping stats for for us. Uh, Grand Theft Auto game. Oh God, ten hours or less. Yeah, five killed me because that game is like twenty five hours long, and I hated that. I I think the thing for me really though is I haven't played a GT like really played a GTA game in. Let's see here. It's 2020, so like 2005. Because I think I I can't give a good answer because I played some of GTA 5, but I just think GTA 5 is a terrible game. Like mm. I think the writing, the characters are all bad. So that even the like however many hours I spent there felt way too long. So I couldn't give a good yeah. answer for a, a GTA I liked. I just ugh, the length of that game drove me insane, and that's almost why. I have to say I'm probably never going to play Red Dead Redemption 2 because I've heard that that game is even longer. And I just have no desire to play that kind of game for 25 hours going, you know, mainlining through the story. That just Mm -hmm. sounds like a nightmare. You mean you don't want to spend 10 minutes searching three cabinets in a house? No, no. (laughs) I'm going to say I'm going to say 15 for GTA. I think GTA 5 would have been better if the world was like two thirds as big as it was. Yeah, like I understand they wanted to like really sell how far away like their version of Barstow or whatever was from L.A. But like, dude, it was too far. <laughs> it was just too far. Like, <laughs> like I understand like you going for realism, but like don't make your stuff less fun for the sake of realism. Because like, what are we doing here? All right. Two more games. Devil May Cry. I'm going to say like seven to nine. Yeah, that's a good range. I would agree with that. I've never played a Devil May Cry game, but I'm just thinking like a like a action like beat 'em up type game, right? Like 3D. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm cool with that because like, how long was Lollipop Chainsaw? Like, I know that's not Devil May Cry, but like similar genres. I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I think like a game like that. Like, I'm really thinking about these like with hours. Where it's just like, okay, like I want to beat a Devil May Cry like game in like two to three sittings, right? Like, yeah. So Lollipop Chainsaw, how long to beat? Says main story is six and a half hours, main plus extra nine and a half. Okay, so right in that sweet spot. But like with so, Pokemon, yeah. like I'm, I understand, like oh, I'm gonna be playing this for a while. So like I've already, I know when I buy that game, I'm like subscribed to doing it for a minute. Call of Duty, I want to beat that in one to two sittings. Yeah. Gears of War, I'm cool with like up to five sittings especially if I'm like playing with a buddy. 
3D Mario, like that, like that's how I've been thinking about it. And basically like equating each sitting to like two and a half to three hours. Uh, final game, uh, Elder Scrolls slash Fallout. Uh, I think I would tough. still put it in like the 25 hour range. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I've never actually beaten any of those games because I just couldn't find myself sticking around long enough. That it's really interesting, like thinking about it in hindsight, where it's like, oh, the main campaign, like the main quest line is probably like 10 hours in in Skyrim. Right. And then there's like a whole bunch of different side quests that you can do. And it's like, oh, the the mage for sorry, the mage school. Like, oh, that's probably like five, four or five hours. And like, oh, the the companions like, oh, that's probably like three to four. You know, and so it's like that's how like it's sort of added up. So with a Elder Scrolls game, like I want it to be 50 hours, but I want it to be like partitioned. If that makes sense, where it's like I want all these different weird corners and pockets of the world for me. So I'm, I'm going to put 50. Oh, I can't wait to share this from the Twitter account with absolutely no context and just make people think, like guess what we're talking about. I love until it. This episode comes out. I love it. Uh, that's all I got. Uh, any closing thoughts on game length? I I think for me, like you said, game length, there is no ideal game length for games. It's the type of game and what you enjoy. So I could think one type of game, the ideal length is five hours. And Austin, who loves that game type could think the ideal length is 20 hours and neither of us are wrong because it's just our opinion on it and it's our take on it so game length is always going to be subjective but it's totally fair to have that sweet spot of what you want out of something yeah i mean it's totally subjective i think the one last thing i would kind of pose to you guys that i kind of touched on earlier i mean do you do you feel like game length impacts the value of a game at all as far as like the monetary value because for me it doesn't i don't really care i was gonna say for me not really because i mean first off you're talking to someone who would buy all of the call of duties the day they came out just to play the campaign and that was it Mm -hmm. but the big thing is i won't judge the value on the length i judge it on how i feel by the time i'm done so like even if I don't beat a game, if I feel like I've gotten my value out of it, I'm good with that. So I uh, I can understand people judging based on length, but you're that's also not basing on the like what the game is, like what yeah. you got out of a game. Because okay, think of God of War, 2018 God of War. Right. There could be another game that's the same length but plays like i don't know what's it that life of black tiger that was rated like one of the worst games ever it could be the same length but obviously one of those had a lot more time heart everything put into it i think in the end you can value a game based on length but there's so much more to value a game based yeah. on. frankly i think that's just people online trying to figure out anything to like troll about like you know you'll constantly mm-hmm. see like i remember when the quarry came out i saw so many comments on twitter that were like this game is 70 dollars and it's only 
X amount of hours. I don't know how long it is. Maybe six hours. I, I think it took me like eight to nine. Yeah. And, um, you know, even that, uh, there were just so many people that I saw saying, okay, how could a game of this length be worth $70? And I'm like, well, it's all subjective. I mean, if you think the mm-hmm. game's good, then to you it's worth $70. Yeah, like I personally, I was completely okay. By the time I finished, I'm like, I'm okay with I paid 70 bucks for this. I loved this right. game. I mean, in that same vein, are you going to pay 150 bucks for Xenoblade because it's long? <laughs> like, no, probably not. <laughs> just, so. just because you can make a 100-hour game doesn't mean you should, right? Like, Yeah, I do I, agree with that. Like I work in advertising and like honestly, like one of the most like iconic headlines of all time is got milk. Like that's two letters. Like obviously they could have written like a 15 word headline, you know, but like they didn't have to. They figured out how to do it with two. And so like I'm not going to begrudge them for doing it in two. I'm not going to begrudge straight. It's like, ah, but it's 30 bucks, but it's only like five hours. It's like, yeah, dude, they figured out how to tell like a complete story from start to finish in five hours. Like it's not that like square needs to feel bad for taking 120 to do that with you know dragon quest 11 or whatever it's just like choices and it's like what the story they feel deserves or whatever uh yeah like i I think this conversation again super arbitrary but i think it's fun to like go through like the different game titles and be like what's your ideal length for for figuring this out because i do think it is just like how much time do i want to spend like on street fighter I realize now I should have listed a, a fighting game, right? Where it's like the campaign, like how, because mm-hmm. I used to like play like Clay Fighter 63 and third Mortal Kombat four. Like, I'm just thinking like, I was really into fighting games on like late N64 era, early PS2 era. And uh, man, some of those campaigns were either like 15 to 25 minutes or like, like three hours long. And like, you know, mm-hmm. just being so used to one made me like adverse to the other. Uh, yeah, just make your game exactly how long it needs to be. Yeah, you're the game. De- you're the game developer. I'm not. I trust you. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna yell at a chef about like how to cook something medium rare. I'm gonna trust the chef to cook it medium rare. You know. And like, just because two game, like you can put the same length into two games, and both of them may be good games. There, there is a different way to value them because it made me think of if I were to put forty hours into Xenoblade, you know takes like 120 to beat and i feel like i've barely gotten anywhere in it i'm not gonna feel like i've gotten my value out of that if it's like i've done so much but i feel like i've done so little but if i put 40 hours into what's pretty much beating or that's what in just under 40 hours i beat final fantasy 7 remake i completely got my value out of that because i had a, a fantastic full experience and at the end of the day i was satisfied that same 40 hours i wouldn't feel satisfied in xenoblade yeah we'll say the one thing and this is the last thing i'm going to say you touched on earlier i forget it might have been you george i can't remember who it was but somebody mentioned about how and and this is something i see and it it depends on the game but it's usually in rpgs where you know you've got a hundred hour game typically your tutorial section is like 10 of those hours and that like really can drag a game down for me um if it's like a really long game and the first you know for me two weeks of playing are tutorial <laughs> at that point i'm probably not going to continue if you if you need 10 hours to explain your game like you're really bad at explaining your game 
Like that's why I stopped playing Tales of Arise. Like I was so excited for that game because <clears throat> uh, Elijah, I think you were talking about. It. I know Seth was talking about it. Yeah, uh, and I, I was really looking forward to it when it was coming out. Uh, just because it looked like such like a fun, energetic game, and then I got it. I was just like, Jesus, man! Like this intro is just dragging, and I was like, literally dozing off while while I was playing it. So that's like another one of those like, well, someday games. I one thing that is interesting though is Xenoblade Definitive Edition. Uh, I probably like JRPGs the most out of anyone in the group now, just from playing it for twenty hours. So I'm really excited to uh, really explore this this genre that you guys just don't appreciate. Um, yeah. It's exciting. Yep. That is true. Who cares about JRPGs? I did, well, I like, I, I was, it was one of those things where I'm just like, okay, I need to like really re-examine stuff. Cause like, it was making me curious. Like there was the first, I think three Dragon Quest games were on sale for, yeah, I got all three of them for 10 bucks, like on Switch last week. And they're like the remasters of like one through three. So like, I was just like, oh shoot, like, that's really cool. I'm glad I can check those out. And then, it, like, I looked over at my GameCube. I'm like, is it Twin Snake 30? Like, is it time for me to, like, go back and, like, actually try this? So, like, the fact that I'm enjoying this so much after, like, having tried it 10 years ago on Wii and, and disliking it, I'm like, okay, what else was I wrong about? So that's something you guys can all look forward to listening to the podcast. But I think that about wraps us up. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at FrameskipPod. Uh, you can hit us up with questions, shoot us DMs. We uh, we will follow you back if there's something you want to share privately. We can do that too. You can follow Austin on Twitter at Austin J Eller, right? Yes. Okay. I was like, because <laughs> I always want to say Austin Jeller, but I'm like, no, that seems like insulting to the man's Mario name. Part we one forty. I wish cart with a C, baby. You can find Elijah on Twitter at LocoLizardMan. That's where you can also find him on Twitch, where um, you're going to miss it because this episode is being recorded on a Wednesday and born on a Friday, but uh, Thursday, his birthday. So reach out, say happy birthday to our one of our favorite hosts, if not our actual favorite host, Elijah. And uh, check out his streams over there on Twitch. Uh, you can follow me at PurpleBird616, which is also the account I do for a comic book show. Tonight, I'm recording a podcast all about Ang Lee's 2003 hit film, Hulk. Very excited. Uh, this Friday, you can look great forward movie. to... Oh, uh, <laughs> underrated. Like, rewatching it, <laughs> underrated movie. That movie's great. Uh, but... This Friday, the day you're hearing this, the day this podcast is new, Austin and I talk about Young Avengers. Very excited to finally get that out there. Feeling comfortable. I've got like a little bank of episodes, so I'm not stressed out about like recording on a Wednesday, editing on a Thursday, publishing on a Friday. Very excited. And I actually just confirmed a really cool guest uh, is coming up. A super professional lady who I cannot wait to interview. I think that about wraps us up. Elijah, give us one last word to live by. Chartreuse. Chartreuse, baby. You heard it here. Check you next week.